You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 102. A side hustle is usually not your main source of income while you are trying to get it up and running. But contrary to somewhat popular belief, a side hustle is still a business. I have run into a lot of conversations with entrepreneurs who have said that side hustles or who have side hustles, I guess I should say, and they say things like, oh yeah, I don't have to pay taxes because this isn't a business, it's just my side hustle. And friend, that is some dangerous territory to be walking on. Now, of course, everything varies from state to state or country to country, so depending on where you live, it would be wise to look into the laws of what you need to do to be running your business or your side hustle legally. And I know that might feel silly, especially when this is just your side hustle, not your full-time career job, but let me just ask you this. Do you want it to be? If you could snap your magical fingers and be granted a wish for your side hustle, would it be for it to become your full-time revenue stream? And while there's no guarantee that this will ever happen, because as we all know by now, taking a leap of faith on a business is exactly that. It's 50% strategy and 50% luck and a leap of faith. It could take a couple of weeks to get your business going, or it could take a couple of years. But the point is that you should be taking small steps in the right direction to get where you want to go, regardless of how slow it may or may not be growing, because that is all you can really do at this point. And in this episode, I'm going to dive into some practical ways that you can grow your side hustle while still working your day job. We're going to cover things like mindset as well as actual execution steps. So it's going to be really good and well-rounded. And I think that everyone's going to have a little something that they can take away from this. So if you're ready to get started, let's do this. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. There's a good chance that if you've been around here before, you've heard me talk about HoneyBook, but never like this. Right now, you can get the ultimate tool that I use for my business for only $1 per month for your first eight months. That's $8 for eight months to have access to all the features that keep my business up and running. After the eight months is up, you can choose to get on a monthly subscription or an annual one or cancel entirely if it's not your cup of tea. HoneyBook is perfect for any small service-based businesses as it is the all-in-one solution to everything you could possibly need. Keep everything from client communication to documents, payments, scheduling, and more all in one easy organized place. Personally, I love that HoneyBook has contract templates ready to use as well as email templates, questionnaires, and brochures. They even have free account migration so that if you've been sending out these things in another way, they will set up your account with your current documents for free. And did I mention that you can get paid through HoneyBook? This was such a game changer for me because now I can put clients on payment plans and track 
track them all in one place. And if someone is late on a payment, HoneyBook sends them a reminder email automatically for me. So I can skip the awkward, where's my money email. Introverts, I know you feel me on that one. To give HoneyBook a try for only $1 per month, head over to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and click the link. This is a business resource you are going to wish you had sooner. So before we fully dive into this episode and all the things, um, I know I just recently did an episode that was kind of a similar topic about uh, balancing content creation versus your or like while having a nine to five job. So kind of similar. Um, and apparently I didn't really realize that I think that was episode 98. I didn't really realize that I was putting two uh, episodes like so close together that were about side hustles and like day jobs and all that kind of stuff. But um, I didn't want to change it because this is just kind of an extension of the first one. It's not the same like type of content. Um, I'm bringing totally new things to the table for this episode and it's um, not just focusing on the content creation aspect of it, which is what the first episode was focused on, was more just how to create more content when you feel like you don't have the time to do it because you have a day job. Um, and this one is just focused on growing your side hustle in general while having a day job. So if that makes sense, um, that is kind of to distinguish the difference. So you could consider that first one, part one, and this is part two. So Let's uh, let's start with a question. Have you ever ran into one of those situations where someone asks you what you do and you get completely terrified to answer them because we tend to use the word just a lot or diminish our craft in some way because for some silly odd reason it feels embarrassing to admit that we actually do what we do. And I have never had a full-time career job before. I've talked about this before, but I remember having part-time jobs and working as a ranch hand. And when people would ask me what I did for a living, that felt more credible and okay for me to admit. But when it came to my side hustle at the time, which was photography, my photography business, I was trying to get it off the ground and I would tend to, you know, look down at my feet and my voice would get shaky and I would hesitantly throw in there. And I'm also a photographer. Ha ha ha. Da 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 da. And I even remember like, <laughs> this just came into my brain, but I remember like when I first got started, I was doing these like family photos for somebody at like a park and this person like this lady was just like walking by and she was like oh such cute photos whatever um like oh are you a professional and I was like oh no like haha I'm not and it was funny because the family that I was with was actually like you shouldn't say that like you should tell people yes like you are a professional you're getting paid to do this like you are a professional and so that kind of was just I don't know it made me feel good but I was also so scared to like say that to people like how like I didn't consider myself to be a professional um, at that point and whether or not I actually was at that point in time like who knows um, you know kind of just depends on your definition of what a professional is I guess but um, you know I think we just we do we tend to diminish ourselves and it probably took me a lot of time to confidently be able to say I'm a professional photographer um, or when I was training horses like I'm a professional horse trainer and all of that so it's just it's so like it's such a funny thing that we play and it's it all really boils down to like imposter syndrome and all of that and even to this day it's kind of funny to admit this but 
I want to be fully transparent with you. I have no issues telling people that I'm a photographer now because I'm established and all the things, but I get nervous to admit that I am like a business coach and a podcaster and a content creator and heck, even an influencer. Um, those words are all true statements and I get paid for all of them. So why is it so weird to say them out loud? Like I remember being at my bachelorette party in Scottsdale and we were at this like pool party and we started talking to this like group of guys that were having like a bachelor party at the same time and they were asking like what we did and I told them like business coaching and stuff and the guy was like oh have you ever started a successful business before and I just wanted to like punch him in the face because I'm like uh yeah but you could just tell he's looking at me like yeah okay whatever silly little blonde girl like <laughs> call yourself whatever you want and it's just like funny um to be in situations like that and it can really like make your confidence go away if you don't have a lot of confidence but the more you do it and I've I've kind of come to learn the more you actually like say it and you just make it a statement the more confident you're going to get and the more assertive you feel and the less it bothers you when people don't really understand or if you feel like you didn't get the reaction that you wanted so um, maybe you can relate to this. Have you ever been, you know, in a situation where you've been embarrassed to admit what your business or your side hustle is? It's so much more common than you might be thinking, which is why one of the first points of this episode that I want to dive into is your mindset. And because this episode is titled Practical Ways to Grow Your Side Hustle, I had to put this one in here. Mindset is something that I don't typically go over a ton because I'm really honestly not a huge fan of it. And I think that there's a lot of fluff when it comes to mindset conversations. Not saying it's all bad, but I do think in the educational space, mindset is just like way overdone and just like kind of makes me gag. I remember paying for an online course a few years ago thinking that I was just going to get all these like crazy good nuggets of information and like the golden ticket to my business success and then when in reality the first entire half of the course was just mindset garbage basically like okay and and I guess I shouldn't say that because like maybe some people really did need to hear those things but for me I just never really wanted to be in that position where all I'm doing is being a glorified hype girl to you like duh I'll be your biggest cheerleader and I I am like I want you to be successful and I want to support you but I want to be more than just the hype girl behind you going, yeah, you can do it. I want to be providing you with the actual steps that it takes to get you where you want to go. Because frankly, to me saying, yeah, girl, you got this. Go boss, babe, like all day long. That's not going to get you anywhere. Now, okay, I got that off my chest. Like <laughs> I do actually have something to say about your mindset though, when it does come to growing your side hustle, because I do think to a point, like I said, there is purpose for it. And that is to stop calling it your side hustle, or at least stop thinking about it as just that, especially if your goal is to grow or become or have it become like your full-time income stream, the more you start treating your side hustle as an actual business, the more other people are going to as well. And when you treat it like it's this small little cute thing that you do on the side, you 
can expect that other people are going to view it the exact same way that you have. And I know for a fact that you probably hate it when somebody says, oh, so how's that cute little business of yours doing? Like, we all hate that. That doesn't make us feel good. And the truth is, I know exactly why you cower down when it comes to your side hustle. It's probably because it scares the living bejesus out of you. And friend, that is also a good thing. If your dreams do not scare the living poop out of you, then I think you're not dreaming big enough. If you're not scared to fail and fall flat on your face, then it might be time to pick a new dream because here's the thing, it's okay to be scared and it's okay to worry about like the what ifs, but it's not okay to let that fear stand in your way and control you. We do not want to let fear be the reason that we do not do something. And I would love for anyone anywhere on this planet to point me in the direction of a successful person or entrepreneur who has not failed a hundred different times in a hundred different ways. And I promise you that person does not exist. The only way you are going to succeed and make something of yourself and this business is by being scared and doing it anyway, by being willing to fail and fail and fail again and again and again and again. Now, Once you're able to get over the hump of fear and say, okay, I am ready to make a go at this, I need you to really decide what that is going to look like for you. So this kind of brings me to our next point, which is your efforts. So often when we start a like business or a side hustle, we have this idea of if we build it, they will come. And that is just not true, boo. The harsh fact is, that probably about half of the side hustles, 50% in the world, actually become full-time income for people and they actually find like true success. And I see this the most with like MLMs or multi-level marketing companies. And this is some interesting waters that we're getting into and treading. Unfortunately, a lot of those businesses are not structured for you to be the most successful. And, you know, whatever, everybody has their opinions about it. I'm not going to get into that. But just from what I see from some of the consultants, it's easy to see why so many people like in those businesses bounce around from one to the other. Not everybody, but I'm sure you know someone who fits the mold that I'm talking about. Um, You know, there's probably that lady that you met one time who you're now friends with on Facebook who sold LuLaRoe two months ago and then they went on a rant about how no one was supporting her business and five seconds later she's selling Mary Kay makeup products instead. I know you know the ones I'm talking about. I literally have seen this so many times and (laughs) it just rubs people the wrong way and I feel like it just loses, you lose their trust. Um, And so badly do I wish that I could just wake up and like shake these people or walk up to them and just like shake them and slap them and say wake up and you know tell them like you're not putting in the time or effort that it takes to make something grow and again it's this applies to any kind of business again these MLMs are not necessarily structured the same way that starting your own business does Um, and I understand like you like (laughs) I've done an MLM podcast episode before I'm really not a big fan of these companies um 
I just, it's not the people that sell them. It's just the way that the companies structure it. It's just not, there's like a less than 1% success rate in these companies. And I just think it's kind of just a big like lie. I mean, there's just, there's not, it doesn't, it is not set up to work um, for most people. Now that's not to say it doesn't work for some people, but most people, it does not work. It's literally less than 1%. Um, but anyway, so, regardless though whether that's that is what you're trying to make a go at or if you're you know trying to start up your own business or whatever it's gonna take time your business is a like a plant or like a new relationship and in order for it to grow stronger and to get bigger it takes some tender love and care like you know your your pumpkins in your garden are not just going to grow overnight you know and when it comes to your business or your side hustle you're going to get out of of it like what you put into it and the rest really does just come from luck and having a lot of faith. And I know that is, <laughs> some people might disagree with me on that, um, but it's true. I mean, there is there's a touch of luck that plays into all of this. So if you are putting in 110% effort into growing your business, then I promise you, if it's meant to be, it will be. But if you are only putting in like 30% effort, then you cannot expect to get anywhere fast. Now, this is where you're going to get a little bit of tough love from me and you really have to take your emotions out of it. How much effort are you putting into your side hustle like actually? What I've noticed is that a lot of people, and when I say people, I do mostly mean women, they will say things like, I pour my whole heart and soul into my business and I work so hard on it and I'm putting in so much energy to make it grow. But then when I ask them to tell me what a typical day for them looks like, it usually goes something like this. One, I roll out of bed whenever I wake up and then I scroll Instagram for like 30 minutes and then I post something to Instagram and then I scroll some more and then maybe I answer some emails and then I edit some photos and then I scroll on TikTok for market research research and then I eat lunch and then I watch some Netflix and etc 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 like do you see the problem here and I'm totally guilty of doing this exact same thing so don't take this as like me shaming you in any way I just think that it's really important and sometimes a good thing to get a little bit called out and yes there is freedom with being a business owner and making your own schedule but that freedom really only comes when you have established something that can work and run without you constantly being present all the time and until then you're going to have to grind and hustle and work your little booty off to get there and of course there is only that's that's only if you want things to grow big like if you are happy with making a few bucks here and there and that's your only goal, then great. Like none of this actually applies to you. I just want to be clear that there is more to running a business than just scrolling social media and posting. And that is not and should not be your only marketing strategy because that's really not a strategy. And for my photographers out there who are editing 12 hours a day, all day, every day and doing nothing else, I would advise you to break up your day into two categories, busy work and needle moving tasks. Editing a wedding gallery is something that needs to be done in your business, of course, but while you sit there editing all day long, 
You are missing out on needle moving opportunities, aka the parts of your business that are actually generating new income, new clients, and new leads. My advice is to spend the first few hours of your day working on your business, like marketing, creating and posting content, serving clients and leads, and then once those are taken care of, then you can move on to working in your business and doing things like editing and sending out galleries and so on and so forth. If you've ever wanted to know what business tools I use on a daily basis or what gear I'm using or even where I got that new outfit from, you should check out my favorite things. Yep, I created an entire page on my website dedicated to letting you know all the things I love in my life, my business, and more. This is truly a place where I've listed off the best resources for entrepreneurs, mamas, and Western ladies. I've included links also to make sure that you can get what you need quick, fast, and in a hurry. Check out what's in my camera bag, cowboy boots I'm obsessing over, Western home decor, photo shoot emergency kit items, business tools, freebies, and so much more. Just head to sarahelrod.com slash favorite things. That's sarahelrod.com slash favorite things, or click the link in the show notes. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you, or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content content-based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example, as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to Sarah Elrod com slash 30 days of content, or you can click the link in the show notes. So as we have gotten this far, I want to know if this is resonating with you or if you're still wondering how you're going to make this work. Because after all this, again, you know, this is a side hustle. You have other things happening in your life. And I get that you work full time, you are a mom, whatever it might be. And I would be willing to probably bet that you have heard some things that I've mentioned before. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, but I do not have the time. And, you know, Sarah, I do not have the time to film five Instagram reels this week. Sarah, I do not have the time to publish a new blog post every Monday. And instead of saying that you do not have the time to do something in your business, I want you to start changing it to that is not a priority of mine right now. Because ultimately, that's the truth. Uh, Sis, if you wanted to, I promise you, you would. You would find the time. Whether that means waking up earlier or staying up later, it is not impossible to find a few extra minutes or even hours in the day to get stuff done. Every time, you know, you aimlessly open up your phone and scroll, even if it's for five minutes, that adds up. Watching a show on Netflix, not scheduling your day the most efficiently, and I'm super guilty of that being that I live in like a rural area and sometimes I, you know, run to the grocery store in the middle of the day and it's like not the most efficient time to go, but 
it's just how it works out where I have appointments scattered throughout the week and I should try to schedule them more on the same day so I'm not having to drive 30 minutes into town and then drive 30 minutes back and then being in town is like a two-hour process and then I'm doing that a few times a week and it just kind of turns into like a whole big thing so I get it like you don't have to be perfect at this but just being aware that it's something that you do is kind of step one um, but I promise you can find those little pockets of time to check things off if you want to. Now remember, this is not me saying that you have to or that you should be doing this. I just don't want you to come up with excuses and think that it's not possible for yourself. And by telling yourself that something is not a priority to you, it's likely going to trigger like one of two reactions. So either you're going to accept it and agree with it, and that's great. Um, I will not have any kind of judgment towards you if you told me that marketing your business is just not a priority to you right now, then good, great. I am glad that you know that about yourself and I will support your decision on that. But on the flip side of that, if you're going to shake your head and say like, oh, that's not true. It is a priority. Like that's so not true, which will, you know, that's probably likely going to kick your butt into gear and maybe reshift what your true priorities actually are. So now that we've kind of gone over some of those things, I do want to get into like five practical ways that you can grow your side hustle because I'm all about lists and boxes and checking things off and it's just a very satisfying thing to me. So uh, we're going to talk about five practical ways to grow your side hustle. So the first thing is to make a list of all the things that you need to get done. So I just said it. I love lists. Um, I think they're very helpful in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. If you know that there are certain things that you need to accomplish for your business, write them down and make an actual list. Do not just keep that stored inside of your head where you might forget things or lose track of them. Plus, how satisfying is it when you can actually check off the little boxes or like cross them off? I mean, come on. Anybody else like that? <laughs> um, is that just me? Uh, the second thing is to categorize needle movers versus busy work. As I mentioned before, you need to be aware of the tasks that are needle moving versus just busy work. Things like editing, responding to emails, um, and sure those things are important, uh, they need to get done, but they don't have to get done like right this second. So focus on what is moving the needle in your business that's going to help you actually grow and take that next step and then come back to the busy work. Number three is to schedule your day and stick to it. We talked about finding those smaller pockets of time throughout your day and utilizing them to grow your business. But what I don't want you to do is make it so random that it's actually harder to get things done. Like for instance, it may not be the most efficient or effective to write a blog post in random chunks throughout your day, but maybe it is for you. Maybe your brain works differently than mine. Personally, I like to take one day to just jot down ideas for the post, another day to actually start forming the post itself, and then the other day is finalizing the post. But maybe for you, it is easier to just take 10 minutes here and there and write things down, and that works great for you. For me, I can't, like, I have to do it in one sitting. Otherwise, like, my thoughts are going to be all over the place. Um, so that's just me. But again, it doesn't really matter what works for me as long as it works for you. 
Uh, number four is to just give yourself some grace. How many of you have a to-do list that is 100 pages long? And when you do not accomplish everything on it, you get mad at yourself and you think you're just like the absolute worst person because same. We all have the same 24 hours in a day and you are only human and you cannot be perfect at everything all the time. And my advice for this is to write down all your tasks and then break them down into chunks of what needs to get done by when like assign realistic due dates realistic due dates not just like due dates that you would like to get them done by but like be realistic I know that you might need to organize your sock drawer but does that actually have to get done today what is the worst thing that would happen if you didn't do it today and you got it done on Friday or whatever day so allow yourself to be a human being and do what you are realistically capable of doing. Stop trying to be superhuman all the dang time. When you're working a full-time job or being a mom, you may just have 20 minutes a day to work on your side hustle, and that's okay. That's just the season that you're in, but you have to be really intentional about what you're doing in that 20 minutes, and do not try to get 30 things done in 20 minutes because you're not gonna be able to, and then you'll just be annoyed with yourself for no reason. And then the fifth and final thing is to take time off, but don't quit. You're busy, you're working full time, you're taking care of a family, and you're trying to grow this side business. And it's going to be easy to feel burnt out and to want to pull your hair out and to just want to decide to quit. But I want to encourage you to instead lean into those seasons of busy and acknowledge that it is okay to take a break. In fact, it's totally necessary to see results and growth. And there is a time and a place for hustling, but it cannot go on forever. You need to be taking time to relax and reset so that when you come back, you're coming back feeling refreshed and re-inspired. It's going to be healthier for you and healthier for your business. So I just want to know where you stand on all this. What is your biggest takeaway from this episode? And just a little recap in case you forgot, like growing your side hustle requires a mindset shift, being honest with yourself on your efforts and combating the whole I do not have time myth. And the five practical ways to implement these ideas are making a list of things that need to get done, determining your needle movers versus busy work, schedule your day and stick to it, giving yourself grace and taking time off but not quitting. So let me know what struck a chord with you on this. Tell me on the most recent Instagram post. You can find us at Brandy Cowgirl Podcast. Also something new that I am super excited to be offering is sponsorships for the show. You can now sponsor an episode of the Brandy Cowgirl Podcast. And I have a custom ad that I will create for you in the beginning or the middle of the show, depending on where you would like it placed. Um, for all the information on how to promote and sponsor your business with BCP, then please send me an email directly to hello at sarahelrod.com with the subject line being sponsor BCP and I will answer any questions that you may have and I think that's all I got for you for now as always I'm so happy to have you here for your support uh, you tuning into the show really means the world to me love you guys so so much and I'll chat with you in the next one bye friend 
Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.